Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. I'm looking at one of my favorite peeps in the whole world. Jen Merlin, what's up? Yeah, baby. How you doing, Monica? Good. And you know, I say I'm looking at because if you guys ever want to just watch this debacle, you can always go to our YouTube channel mm-hmm. and you can see this recording. But I know you're probably listening on one of your favorite podcast providers, and that's awesome too. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you for listening. All right. This one's going to be interesting. I sense that we're probably going to argue about this. I'm oh, just good. feeling it. It's time for an argument. We yeah. Want really good, good argument in a while. All right. So thank you for joining us for the episode of Real Estate Fight Club. We appreciate that you're here. We love that you subscribe and share and follow and all the things for us. And today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this. What's the best way to get clients off the fence? Uh oh! <laughs> Push them, so, shove them right off. Shove them. You've been working with these. Maybe it's buyers, and they just can't make a decision. You're working with sellers, and they just don't can't get the house. Refer right them out, them. man. I'm done. Come you on. Don't, clearly, you don't trust me. You can't something's show wrong. This podcast anymore, and just say refer them out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to get a different partner to fight with if, all you, if you're tapping out of everything. I'm out. Um, I don't know. Okay. So you have a seller that they are a potential seller. They want to sell. There's the motivation to sell, but something they're not quite ready. They're always like having to finish a project or they got to do this real quick or do that real quick. What do you do? So you, you touched on, you say they're motivated to sell. I mean, that's really where we have to start Mm -hmm, because mm You know, they might say they're motivated to sell action, speak louder than words. So, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I just I understand you want to get this, that and the other thing ready. I just remember back to our original conversation where you said you really wanted to you were excited and anxious to get this done. You wanted to be on the market by the end of September. And now here we are. And uh, it doesn't look like we're happening. I'm at, you know, this is on your time, but I'm just wanting to make sure nothing has changed. And what is it that is really holding you back. Let's Hmm. just have an honest conversation about that. That's what I would do. I like that. I want two things I want to pull out of there. One is you are like, you're going in, you are not afraid that they're, you're giving them an out. You're not afraid that they're going to say, yeah, we don't really want to do that. Plans changed. Like you're okay with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want them off the fence. The more people on the fence, you're not pushing people hard enough. But let's go back to what you originally said was, how do we know they're motivated? I guess I said they were, but like, let's even back it up further and say, okay, how do we know? How do we test for motivation? Well, you ask them probing questions, curiosity questions. So you, you probe them, people probe, probe them. And only the legal ways. <laughs> um, what are the legal probing ways? <laughs> Is a taser legal? No, yeah. not for you no. to taste somebody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's illegal. Oh, this all goes back to your listing consultation. This all goes back to the questions you asked. And when they say we want to be on the market by the end of September, do not stop there. Write down that little date and move on. It's time to ask, 
Tell me what's important about that. I would even do that. We have a pre-listing questionnaire. Right. Before you even go there. And that is like 20 some questions and you're allowed to ask more, but you cannot ask less. And it does. It goes like deeper, deeper, deeper to know what is really going on because nobody just like randomly moves. We have a real problem in our industry with agents not showing up like consultants and consultants ask questions. Not the only problem. Three layers down. Well, this is one of our problems. It's it's three, four layers down, guys. When you get an answer, hey, when what's your timing? And they say end of September. That is not the end of that discussion because if it was, then I wouldn't have anything to go back to. Hey, do you remember when we met? Or we talked on the phone or we met at your kitchen table and you said that if you weren't on by the end of September, that this, this, and this would happen. Mm-hmm. Like, well, here we are. And I'm just reminding you how important right. that was to you at the time. That yeah. Like what's happening happen. at the end of September? Where are you going? What's important about September? Like, yep. Right. But if it doesn't happen, oh, well, shit, then that pushes us back a whole month and our yeah. blah, blah, blah. Okay. Does it create a problem for you if it happens sooner? Yeah. Right. Guys, you got to dig. You got to dig. And that's why you have people on the fence. I don't, you know, I don't they have may not be motivated, but I think I don't really have people on the fence either, but I think if, yeah, they may not be motivated. And I think a lot of agents are scared. Like, are you scared that this is, this is why they don't do the pre-qualifying question. Cause they're scared that the, you're scared. The appointment is going to get canceled. And I say, great. If they're, mm-hmm. if they're going to cancel the appointment because you're asking hard questions, they're never going, you're just going to spend a lot of time and money and you're never going to get anywhere. You won't. Clients who are ready to sell will respond to those questions in an amazing way and give you all the information you want because they know you're helping them. And you'll only be at the listing appointment for 20, 30 minutes, not 10 hours. You're not going to be the evening entertainment. Go ahead and post that one in the show notes. That was another podcast, whatever. Okay. Well, that's a good one. What's anything else about sellers? Oh, no. Sellers. Yeah. I think it's all about setting those expectations in those uh, pre-qualifying questions and then the consult. And, um, you know, if I guess if there's something that you can do to help move them forward, then you have to ask those if I will you questions. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So if I help you, then will you feel ready? And again, I'm not pressuring you. I'm just trying to help you. Oh my gosh, Monica, if you would do that, yeah, then we'd be ready to go. Okay, great. Let's go. Or they're like, well, we have to do these renovations and they've been living in the house for 40 years and none of that shit's been done and it's all had to be done for the last 40 years. Right. What then? Well, we would have known about that if we were going to do renovations. That's a whole nother thing. That's That's a whole nother referral. I'm hanging out for that. You'd call me when that's done. Well, okay. Let's take a quick break here. Word from our sponsors. And then let's talk about buyers on the fence when we come back. Yeah, this is good. Okay. Why do 85% of real estate agents get out of the business in less than three years? Well, the main factor is that these agents don't realize that they own their own business. So my coach, Coach John Kitchens, has put together a free clarity report for us. This is whether you want to earn 100,000 this year or a million. This report will give you the clarity you need to thrive in your business and not be a statistic. Go to coachcodeclarity.com for your free clarity report outlining what your success looks like. 
If you're like me, then what you need right now is great leads. My number one lead source is a marketing engine called Pipeline Pro Tools. So we've hooked up with them to give you the playbook that I'm using that has generated over 12 leads in the last 90 days. So go to PipelineProTools.com slash Fight Club, book a quick demo so that they can help you figure out how many leads you will need in order to get the business that you're looking for. And then they will give you the playbook that I've been using for free. Again, that's PipelineProTools.com slash Fight Club. Welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside of the ring today. We are talking about all those clients you've got just, you know, tip tapping along the fence. And you're not really Humpty Dumpty sure sat on a wall. I think most agents know you don't want to push them. There's no pushing. This isn't selling, guys. We're not talking about like pushing somebody in a direction. We're talking about being consultants to help them gain clarity and understand their motivation or what might be holding them up. This is your job, but it's not selling. Don't confuse that. I think that's what people don't want. I don't want to push. You're not pushing. You're helping them gain clarity. Like what, what is really, what is holding you up? But, you, but it's about being uncomfortable. At, it's about being comfortable asking the uncomfortable questions. Correct. So correct. for a buyer, refer them. No, if you're not going to refirm and you're going to keep them and maybe they're back and forth about the different parts of town or the different type of house or la, 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 la. Like, how are you getting them off the fence? Well, this has to do with standards in your own business, I think. Okay, so if the answer from my standpoint is... If, yeah, I know Jen can't really answer this question because she doesn't work with buyers. I had a buyer once. I know, once in a while you did. Really what you're talking about is a buyer that's maybe seen enough houses and is not pulling the trigger. And so that requires how many of those are you going to give them before you get the sense that there's something else going on here? So, Mr. Well, I already know how many times they're going to give you before they lose trust. What's that? What number is that? 10. 10? Before they lose trust in me? Yep. In your process that you can't help them, even though they're changing their mind. It's you're the one that has the problem. And I'd be willing to bet that if that happens, that you didn't do a buyer consultation. (laughs) I always do a buyer consultation. Not you. I know. Yeah, that's true. They they will start to blame you. They'll say you're not taking them to the right houses, whatever. So long before that, we will have a conversation. Hey, when we sat down in our consultation, here was the criteria. I know you're getting frustrated. I'm frustrated for you. Let's talk about your criteria now that you've seen a bunch of it in this price range. So I'm thinking we either need to adjust the price range or we need to adjust your criteria or maybe your tolerance for some work. How are you feeling about that? It's another consult, right? It's another consult. I think it's not a bad idea though, too, at this point to bring in another set of ears like based on the what you've shown them what did you learn as the agent mm-hmm. and maybe having There's somebody help you because mm-hmm. sometimes like just a friend and they don't have to you don't have to share anything they's like they're helping you with the meeting because sometimes having somebody else say the same thing you said well they'll hear it differently yeah what's the reality of that happening who are you bringing into a meeting i go to them i go to buyer consultations for other agents often what I do. I help them. What does that sound like? I mean, I'm there with them doing it or on Zoom or whatever. And it's it's basically me asking the same questions that agent just asked them. So hold on. You have an agent says, hey, Jen, can you help me with these buyers? I can't get them off the fence. Yeah. And you 
go to the meeting and you say, Hey, I'm on Zoom. Yeah. It's at the meeting. And we're basically redoing the consultation. It's just somebody else because I can say the same thing as you, but I'm going to sound different. Totally. That's funny. I want to start a business where I do that for people on the listing side, because I can go get the price reduction. Do it. I've done price reductions with other agents too. She's like, I mean, people will be like, Hey, can you come with me? I need to get this price reduction. And maybe they're just not well, especially now, because a lot of the agents that are in the business haven't had to do a price reduction. They don't know how to do them. Yeah, I like sure. to call them price improvements. It's, price it's like, but you and I have had a lot of experience mm-hmm. with this conversation. I have because... never heard of taking another agent to my buyers. I've never done that. Oh, well, hey, now you have. Interesting. I mean, look, I it's know. a collaborative. I, I do that. I it's a collaborative world. I think it depends. That's why I'm saying it depends on what you learned about your client, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you feel that my personality is different than yours, and I can say I'm going to say the same things as you, but it's going to sound differently to them, and you mm-hmm. feel like they will relate to me, and you can reset the relationship, reset the boundaries, just like reset the situation by bringing in a partner agent just for mm-hmm. the conversation, mm-hmm. then. Why not? Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I think we do it just because we've always had a team. It's always been a team. Got it. So yeah, that's and probably I why. I, I wouldn't do it because I'm confident in asking the questions. Like, yeah, I'm but not everybody's like out. you. Well, and that's why I'm saying maybe that is a good idea for somebody that's not comfortable with that. That's my, you're right. That's my point. Look, I've had to bring in people because I'm like, I need somebody that's soft. Like I can't, I'm too aggressive. I'm too like, I'm rolling my eyes every time these people talk. Like I need somebody who's nice. Can somebody please come and help me and be nice to these people so we can get them what they need. Here's what I want to know. If you're looking for somebody nice, I've never once gotten that call from you. (laughs) Why haven't I gotten that call from you? I don't know. You should. Next time I'll call you. (laughs) All right. Well, I have Alan now. He's nice. Yeah, that's true. You got Mr. Nice Guy. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people get to feel like, I don't want to push them. I don't want to push them. Push them. Well, they're, but that's not what you're doing if done right. You're pushing them if you're thinking about yourself and your own damn. No, I'm I'm telling you, push them in a sense of like, sometimes you have to help people get out of their own way. And yep. sometimes they need maybe not push is the wrong word. Maybe it's like they need leadership and guidance. They need, they need somebody to follow. So that means you have to lead. You have to lead. You have to pry. You have to dig. You have to ask them questions that make them think differently. Like they, they need their brain to process this differently. They're they're in like some sort of a rut on it. And so by asking them questions, you reframe it for them. You could also just spray them with water. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just poke them in the eye. It's okay. Poke them with eye. Poke them in the eye. Spray them with water. Have all you ever right. seen that? Like if you're all getting all crazy, then you like put your head in like a like an ice bath, kind of. Like people do it for their bodies, right? Oh, this is true. But if you like dunk your head, like all of a sudden your brain's like, oh my God. And then you just are not anxious anymore. I think we should do that on the next video episode. <laughs> Stick our we heads in ice. Okay. Well, okay. So I agree with you. I think you... Your first question was great. Now that you've seen, because yeah, some people don't know. And this is why people say buyers are liars. Buyers are not liars. They just don't know what they don't know. That's right. right? You have to help them get there in their brain. And they just don't know. And how can you know what you don't know? You cannot possibly do that, right? You have this idea and all these people are telling you, you got to have a whatever, whatever. So now it's like, okay, now that you've seen these, you know, three to five 
houses and that they've all been the same, but they don't work and mm-hmm. get the buy-in, right? I mean, they're not working or do you want to choose one? No, you don't want to choose one. Okay. Now let's reset what, let's go back to the beginning, have the same conversation and let's get the new ideas. Yeah. Like what did we learn about this? Yeah. And you said, you know, your budget's 250 and you want a house that's completely redone because you don't want to have to do any work to it. Let's talk about the idea of a condo because that's really what you're looking for. Yeah. Like in this price range that, or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or this part of town, you're really then looking at this part of town. Yeah. Right. Because their perception will change. But there is a point, like if you have buyers that you've been showing for years and you're showing a lot of houses to, and you've been, I mean, anything, in my opinion, anything above 10 houses, unless they are putting in offers, right? And not getting them. But if that's happening a lot and they're not listening to a price, a strategy for the offer, then it is time. They have lost confidence in your ability to help them. So well, you, you have, have got to make a decision. Because you're not doing anything to help them work through it in their mind. Right. You're opening doors and you're just like, this one work, this one work, this one work. You want to buy it? Yes or no? Like, what's that? You want to buy it? Yes or no? No, yes or no. That's not it. It's like, hey, I was thinking about you yesterday and I was thinking about the three houses we saw and I was back to our original conversation. And, and then you put some pieces of the puzzle together for them. And then you say, I just feel like we should kind of really readdress, you know, where you are on this process. And when we first talked, you were a 10 out of 10 on motivation. Has this demotivated you in some ways? Are you still feeling hopeful and good? No, I'm still good. I know it's just a matter of it's being out there. I don't want to change anything. Oh, okay. okay. All right, let's go. Let's then we're going to be really hard on you. And when you said that you wanted to make sure you had a half an acre or a basement or whatever it is, we're not looking at anything like quantify it. If basement is what you need, then we are not looking at anything without a basement. Do you agree? Agreed. Okay. So when they pull them up and they say, well, I want to see this one doesn't have a basement. You as the agent have to be like, do you remember when we said we're not Mm -hmm. looking at anything without a basement? What has changed? You got to just ask it in the form of a question. What has changed? Oh, I just hang up. I know you're telling them you're pushing them. I'm letting, I'm leading them to jump. <laughs> oh, nice. You're shoving them. I'm leading them to leave. <laughs> All right. The push and pull. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. Uh, what do you guys think? Can you relate to this struggle? And if you can't now, oh, I wanted to say this because you and I both said we don't really have people on the fence. That doesn't mean I don't have clients that haven't found anything yet. Like that's, that is an average part of having buyers on your roster, right? You're going to, there's going to be, right. We've heard, we've heard that. We've heard that from you. I was trying to, but that's very different than where you sense they're they're They've seen what they should have liked and they, they they're don't. not pulling Two the trigger. I just wanted to make that clarification. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. Well, and hey guys, thanks for listening. And could you do us a favor? Go in and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Go ahead and subscribe. And that way you'll be notified. Write a review too. Oh, we would love that so much. That would be so great. Thank you. Only if it's five stars and only if you're team Merland. Just no, kidding. No, hashtag team Monica, five stars and you might win a prize. Whatever. All right. If you are an agent and you want to find out how to partner with us so we can help you grow your business so you can make more money, have more time freedom and have way more fun. 
give us a call or a text, 513-400-1691. All right, Monica. See you next time. Peace. I am here with our tiebreaker, Danny Burgess. Hey, Danny. What's going on? How are you? I'm glad you could be on this because I think this is a great topic for you. And we're going to talk about how to get clients off the fence. But just for some context, uh, you are the team leader of two teams, Porchlight Bay Area and Porchlight Sacramento. You also do a lot of coaching and training. And we actually met because of your Instagram page, which is The Giving Agent. I love that. It's so nice. And you give a lot of like free content. You have great funny reels. So one of the pieces that you did was having the pleasure and pain conversation with clients. And that's how this whole, this episode came about. So tell Mm -hmm. us like some of your top tips on how to have that conversation, create some context and like why you would have that conversation with clients. Yeah. I mean, a great salesperson and, you know, honestly, even an empathetic, great human asks great questions at the right time. Yeah. Right. It all starts with asking great questions. And when you see a client, uh, let me preface this. When you see a client that may be making a decision that could hurt them based on information that they just don't have, right? They don't know what they don't know. Right. So we have to dig deep on their pain and their pleasures to get them down the pipeline and get them to where they want to be. Right. Well, yeah, a lot of times we have to get them out of their way to give them what they want, get them out of their own way. Absolutely. And how do we do that effectively? Right. Yeah. We want to think of Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Inception. Okay. Right. So Leonardo DiCaprio went a dream within a dream within a dream, right? To drop an idea into somebody's head. You really want someone to have the idea on their own. Yeah. And the way that we do that is by asking really intentional questions. Right. And so we would just ask a seller per se, maybe a seller's being unrealistic on pricing. What? That never happens, Danny. (laughs) You know, we want to ask them thoughts of, hey, what would it look like if we didn't get to Tampa by Christmas? How would that feel for you guys? Right. And they'll be like, that would suck. That's what we're trying to do. That would suck. That would suck. So, Mr. Seller, you know, is it more important to get to Tampa by Christmas or to try to price this incorrectly and then see if the market responds in a way that's just not not common? Right. Right. So you find it in a way that gets them to start thinking about, holy shit, maybe we should listen to this guy. So it sells faster, less stress so I can get to Tampa to be with my grandchildren for Christmas. But you're making a good point. In order to do that, we as salespeople have to understand their motivation. And in order to understand the motivation, we have to ask questions and then ask questions about their answers. And like you said, it's like dig deeper, 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 deeper until you get to the actual root of it. Right. So it may not just be moving to Tampa. It may be like, why are they moving there? Yeah, absolutely. Why are you moving to Tampa? Well, I, I want to be close to a family. Tell me more about that. Which, which family members? Yeah. Right. Well, my children, my daughter just had her first daughter. Okay. So you want to support your daughter and her first child. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. Like and, what and if so you this, weren't there by Christmas and they'd be like, ah. like when so on you the buy, yeah, on the buy side, this actually is, is, almost more significant because often buyers are on the fence about buying or about their timeline. Well, they're like nervous. Yeah. You really want to dig down to the motivation. Right. And especially when there's two people involved, a husband and a wife, let's just say involved, they have different emotions too. Right. Maybe 
maybe the husband is more concerned on getting a deal and the wife is more concerned about getting out of this freaking condo <laughs> with our barking dogs and our children and I'm losing my mind every day. Yes. Right. So leaning on that pain is going to get them to mot- motivate them to go in the direction that they should be going faster. Talk to us more about pleasure versus p- pain. And like you just glimpsed into it, but dive a little bit deeper into that and how we can can use that to help them. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to two people, Diana Kokoska and Tony Robbins, like those two people, hey. you know, mentors <laughs> in my life, Diana Kokoska, my Michael Jordan of real estate. And, you know, my claim to fame is she's in my cell phone as a nice. contact. She always talks about it. People are going to be more motivated by pain than they are by pleasure. And it's yeah. kind of weird to think about it, but 80% of the people you know are going to be motivated by pain, right? 70% of Americans are high S's on the disc scale, 67, mm-hmm. something like that. Those people are going to be much more motivated by pain rather than pleasure. So with your children, like they're going to be motivated by pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. Often with your spouses or with your clients, they're going to be much more motivated by pain. Running away from pain. Yeah. So you would ask questions to try to figure out what the pain is by not getting what they what if you didn't get what you wanted or what if it didn't go as planned or something like that to get that pain to then be able to kind of a- ask them a question that puts them in the situation of like, oh, what if we didn't celebrate our grandchild's first Christmas? Like, what would that be like? And then they're like, oh, we probably should price this properly. Or what does it look like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? tell me more about like mm-hmm. all good Those ways good to start off, like all good ways to start off getting them into their head to start thinking about these things i think a really good example just from a, a personal and maybe the last few years i think fomo fear of missing out mm-hmm. right is is more powerful than yolo yeah you only live one right so think about bitcoin and think about all these cryptocurrencies like when you think about oh my gosh i could have been on the i could have been on I could have invested in Bitcoin in 2012 and been a billionaire right now. Right. Like that pain is so much more motivating than, oh, like how exciting is it investing in something right now? Right. Right. So like we, we all have this, like we all are attached to pain in some degree or other. Right. Yeah. And, and, and some people are motivated by pleasure more. Some people right. are. But it's Most really people. a small percentage. Right. Gotta be. I think it's less than 20 percent. I guess. Give me an example of, because especially as a newer agent or somebody that's maybe not newer, but maybe doesn't do as much business as they want, they're, they get excited, right? Like you can see it, you can see the result before the client sees it, right? How, how did you stop yourself from just snowballing over the solution and backing up and, and you know, logically that they, as the client needs to come to the realization how did you slow yourself down? Oh, gosh, what did I hear yesterday? Something really powerful. You're like, one of the most powerful things is like learning a lesson before you have to learn it by doing it yourself. Does like that even can, happen? I always hit my head four times before I learn like, not to run into the can, whatever. Can we not listen to our mentors and the people that have come no. before us and just take their learning lessons, right? So <laughs> if you if you can't, then what you're going to do is you're going to learn lose a lot of money yeah. and a lot of a lot of deals before you realize how powerful and how important yeah. figuring out what somebody really wants and why they want it and, and, and getting all those details and rapport built before you start to lean in. Yeah. 
I, I think that's critical. And you, you'll just learn very quickly as a new agent that you want to spew everything all over them, right? Oh you God. want them to make the most amount of money. You want them to do the right thing. You want them to get in this house and you know where the market's going and mm-hmm. all of these things. Oh and my God. gosh, I would have to say so many buyers could care less about the market when it really comes down to it. They really yeah. just care about what's going on Never the life. money. It's never the money. It's never the money. Never. And, but the buyers always say it's the money. It's never the money. Which is, they always say it's the money, but it's never the money. And so getting down to why they they're say buying it's the money as they drive up in their Lexus. If it were the money, they'd have a Toyota. There's just so many things that right? come to mind mm-hmm. come to mind when I when I when I look back on my, you know, first 20 or so deals that maybe even 50 deals, you know, that I did incorrectly and it may have cost me and it may have cost my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, right. you know, not, not getting your buyers off the fence can really cost them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really up to you. And, and also, guys, we have to be careful. Getting them off the fence could cost them. Yeah. So right. you, you could you could actually find a buyer who really shouldn't be buying right now. Right. Which has happened. Yeah. And 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 you holy shit. Excuse my language. Sorry, I don't yeah. know if you can swear to follow you. We have uh, an you know, advisory. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, holy smokes, right? You could lead somebody into a bad financial decision if right. you're not asking right questions. So, mm-hmm. you know, some, some great books to open up would be uh, the little red book of selling and a more beautiful question. Those two books yes. will uh, change your life when it comes to sales and asking powerful questions. That's awesome. So what are, besides this pleasure and pain concept, besides asking questions, what are some other things that people can reach out to you for, or that they can find on your Instagram that you think are kind of like the top most helpful things? Yeah, I mean, my avatar of someone that I can help is somebody who's less than three years in the business, selling less than, I'd say, 25 homes a year, okay. uh, struggling with systems, time, struggling with scale, mm-hmm. struggling with uh, profitability. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the people that I really can help. Uh, I do have a national coaching platform, Agent Academy, that I coach under, uh, but I also give away a ton of free stuff on my Instagram. So what I implore you to do is if you're struggling at all, be vulnerable. And reach out to people like me and shoot me a DM and say, hey, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z. You know, what would you do here or what have you seen here? And, you know, turn your decades into months, guys. Like lean on people who have been before you. That's the best advice I can give you is, you know, really, really stand on the shoulders of giants. I love it. So your Instagram is awesome. That's the best way to reach out. The Giving Agent is my Instagram. Get me there and and we can chat more and, and take it offline if necessary. Awesome. I appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.